Hi guys, I'm André Villas-Boas, listening to Echoes of Glory. And don't forget, whatever happens, the future is bright, the future is lily white. Come on, your spurs. Hello, and welcome to Season 12, Episode 6 of Echoes of Glory. I'm AST. I'm Chris. I'm Giles. Here we are. We haven't we haven't lost this season, which is you know different from our North London rivals, and we're we're in a pretty good place. We just beat Fulham two one, and jobs are good. Could have been twenty two one ASD. It it really should have been. You were both there, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think Giles had a better view of uh, Richarlison and his antics post scoring <laughs> what he thought was his first goal. Oh, the pigeon. <laughs> You know what? He he was he was absolutely brilliant. I'm sure you'd have concluded the same wherever you were sat in that ground. I just I was I was really surprised. I've been surprised by him every time he's he's come on as a sub. But it, the energy he brings and the pace and the power and the the shithousery we've seen. But he just it just means so much to him, doesn't it? I thought he was sensational. What, what do you think, Chris? Yeah, no, I mean, look. He's been an incredible addition. And just the very fact of like that celebration from scoring just a goal against Fulham in the Premier League, like he'd won the World Cup. I absolutely loved it because it, it means whatever it is, it means something to him. And I think there's like you can't underestimate that from a fan perspective of like that's what makes you a folk hero. But I saw a, a fantastic tweet, um, which I'm sure you've both seen, but I'm just going to read it, which said, when she told me send nudes and I showed her Richarlison highlights versus Fulham, she started making fun of me and I cried. She wanted to see the nakedness of my body. I, being a fool, showed her the nakedness of my soul. <laughs> I absolutely love because and, and I mean you know like let's 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 get it right. I mean he's a he's a player as well. That volley. That hit oh. the post. It's like if that had gone in, the technique he was he was almost behind it, mm. and he managed to like hit it with like such ferocity. And that's what I'm saying, you know. Like jokes aside, like twenty two one, yeah, maybe because you know, Sunny hit the post a couple of times. You know, Eric Dyer had a brilliant chance. Mm. You know, there were chances all over the place. And so, look, I get that we haven't been massively convincing this season but at some point someone's going to get absolutely kind of um spanked and I haven't been here for a couple of weeks so I have um three observations that I wanted to share with you this evening <laughs> the first is and I'm, I'm always the first person to hold up my hands if I get something wrong which is I now understand Rodrigo Bentancur because I think I'd said a couple of times to you I don't really get him I haven't really taken to him etc but having watched us because I went to um the London Stadium which is not a football stadium the amount the space between the crowd and the pitch is unacceptable mm. and it's also just like it is just shit we were trying to get a drink in the ground and it was like Imagine that you've like built this kind of this kind of shrine to the Olympics and the legacy of kind of fantastic sporting achievement. And then you turn it into that crap football stadium. Anyway, that's an aside. But they know it as well. Their, their fans hate it as yeah. well. They hate yeah. the owners and they hate they hate it as well. So I sort of feel from in that respect. Sort well, of. at least it's not ours. Yeah. And uh, I have to say that we look disjointed in that game in midfield yeah. particularly. And I think Benton Core being back on on 
Saturday. And look, I know the opposition wasn't great, whatever, but he the fluidity in the midfield just goes up by like a million <clears> when he's in it. This my second observation is, and this is what Patrick next to me, and I always talk about Patrick, I know, but we talked during the game. He said this to me a few weeks ago and, and it's really resonated, which is Harry Kane's breaking loads of records. But if Harry Kane was playing up front in a team that was like, you know, 16, 17 era Pochettino, where you actually had creative midfielders. So, you know, since Pochettino left, we've basically played defensive counter-attacking football. Mm. If Imagine if you had someone who was, or players that were actually like feeding Harry Kane, how many records he would break. I mean, like he basically has to pass himself half the time. Mm. Or start something in order to be on the end of it. So that just makes me wonder. But, you know, I, I again, another, saw another tweet of someone saying, we got used to how brilliant he is. If you watch some of his highlights, it was like a couple of minutes of him just creating and being on the end of it. Exactly what I've just said in the Fulham game. And we've taken it for granted. But, you know, like I'm actually starting to worry now about what happens when he's not there anymore. Because he brings so much to us. And then my final observation is I think that Sonny is not suited to Conte ball. And oh, that's, that's a worry because he's a great player, which is interesting because he was, you know, won golden boot last season, etc. But like we're really, but Conte only came in the middle of the season. So he hadn't, I think he hadn't had the opportunity to properly impose himself on it. And so I'm slightly worried about that. And look, on the counter, Sonny's great. And, you know, his touch isn't quite there. But I really hope... I thought the first goal, the one that got chalked off, I thought that was Sonny's goal, actually. And I thought, that's great. Mm. That's all he needs. doesn't matter how it goes in. He just needs something to go in. So, look, I think Sonny will be fine because he's he's such a classy player. And I, I'm not down with the... We need to drop him. I think rotation is exactly right. You've just said it, ASD. Four games a week practice you know two games a week you're going to have to use the full squad uh, but you know look I still think that we're like you say we're unbeaten and we haven't played properly yet and we know we can play better than we have so you know I still I, I remain positive yeah it took it took me and most of the south stand I think ages to realize that first goal hadn't been given and, and we'd said exactly the same before kickoff like off his shin off his forehead I don't care yeah. Sonny just needs a lucky goal because I thought you could see it and it's easy to, to claim you could see it uh, in hindsight but on the day he just seemed to I don't know the confidence just wasn't really there and then he hits the bar and you think oh Sonny you just need to get you just need to scuff one in yeah yeah. Well, he's up to like 25 chances now without a goal. Well, as soon as one goes in, and he, when he's making those chances or, or he's been given those chances, then they'll come flooding in. I do worry that he's not suited to the Conte ball, though. Just the, you know, this because on the on the face of it, you think playing on the break is perfect for him. But yeah, it and, and weirdly, this playing on the break is is the worst thing for Kane, who's not blessed with pace. And so he's always lagging behind our rapid players. So it's almost the worst position for Kane or the worst system to be playing for Kane. You, Kane, in that City team where they're just always in the attacking third, would score so many goals. It, it would be crazy. So, yeah, Sonny, he's good enough that we we he should be adapting the system, that Conte should be adapting the system to him. And that's what a good manager should be doing anyway. But... I think Conte, I mean, he's always favoured powerful players, hasn't he? And it makes mm. sense if you look at the players we've brought in and the likes of Richarlison and 
and uh, Bissouma and the, and the rest, because they're all big and strong players. And I think Sonny can show more strength than you expect at times, but he, he can easily get nudged off the ball if, if you know, if people are really pressing. But then I, I, I mean, I, I definitely think Chris has, has made a good point there, but I do still think he can flourish if the players around him can kind of pick up the slack there. And I do think with with Hoiberg and I, you know, I'm, I'm delighted that Chris Chris's point number one, especially about um, Benny, because I think that if those players are in and they're performing and they're showing the strength and character and that fight that just seems to be so evident at times this season, I just I, I can still see Son flourishing. I just think he's been unlucky. Can either of you explain to me why people were slagging off Hoiberg? Because he hasn't got a ponytail. Yeah, it's that mixture of an anger. It's that mixture of looking for someone to blame. He and it's not understanding what he does, right? It's that he yeah. does. It's the same. Uh, can you explain to me why he didn't like Bentica? With all due respect, you know, it's just that if you're not I there, I did seeing... not like him. I just didn't quite take to him in Fine. the way that like everyone was going on and on about him. I was like, meh. Yeah, yeah. Meh. It, he's the engine, right? It it just does so much. I mean, he's our second highest goal scorer this season. With two, admittedly, which is quite a long way behind, you know, Harlan's nine goals. <laughs> yeah, well, I just can't believe he plays. I can't, I can't believe he. Yeah, it's absurd, isn't it? But I can't believe going back to Hoiberg. I can't believe he still played. He played on. I mean, his ankle when Rice went in for that challenge, his ankle almost did a full ninety degree turn, and he played on for the rest of the game. I didn't expect really, him to start I haven't watched that. Oh, it's absurd. Should Dane's in it. Can we talk about um warrior? Hmm? He's a warrior. He's a warrior, the Viking, isn't he? And I like the beard as well. That's a good new addition. Uh Richarlison, I think he's way better than any of us really imagined. Because I don't even feel like he played for this forever like this for Everton. Like he it just he comes on and instantly impacts the game. And I know he started. And I thought he's brilliant. I think, I think he did play like that for Everton. The only reason I say that, and I've said this before in the pod, my, two of my best mates are big Everton fans, and they've been waxing lyrical about him for ages, and to the to the point that it's really annoyed me pre this season. I got so pissed off with them rang, wanging on about Richarlison, and I just I never rated him, and I can see why I never rated him because you know unless you're a fan and you're following the club, you don't see all the bits in between the bits you see in the highlights, and now we get to see that, and it, the one thing they said to me aside from being gutted when we signed him was that you're gonna love him. And it mm. just, I just, and they called it, they absolutely called it. Because I don't know one Spurs fan who hasn't totally fallen for that silly little pigeon. <laughs> yeah, I um, I like, I remember watching him play for Watford against Spurs and thinking, hmm, mm. I like the look of him. And then I was surprised that we didn't go in for him at all and that he ended up at Everton. I was like, well, mm. why aren't we, like, talking talking to him? But, yeah, honestly, it's like... There was a bit of chat in some of the WhatsApp groups. I mean, when we were looking at signing him going, oh, no, we don't want him. And and I think I was just like, look, he's exactly the sort of player that when he's not yours, you hate him. Mm. And when he's yours, you absolutely love him and you wouldn't have anybody else but him. And that's, that's exactly, we're exactly there. Well, and it's nice look- that someone loves playing football. Sorry, Esty. It's, lo- no, it's no. lovely seeing someone who loves playing football. And I think we've all concluded uh, at different stages in the last few months that that's the bit that Delhi doesn't seem to have, sadly. But Richarlison has it in space. He just loves playing football. There's a shot of him you might have seen on Twitter of him and Royale coming down the tunnel after the game. And they're like giggling schoolboys, just cheering, you know, just bouncing along, just loving the fact they've just won a game of football. And like you said, Chris, it's, it was Fulham. It wasn't the toughest opposition necessarily, albeit, you know, respect to Fulham because they've 
they have been playing well, but it meant so much to him. And I think that that is the type of thing that when you're comparing players on on paper and you're linked to players in the press and you get excited, mostly, certainly I did anyway, historically, we'd get mostly excited about the talent of the player, like the Undombelli, you know, wow, that's just world-class talent, but they haven't got the right attitude and that right spirit and character, then then you typically you fall short. And I think what Richardson has got is perhaps he's not the, the, the most talented player, but he's got the other stuff in spades. And it's just so exciting to see on the pitch when you've got several of those players that you just know enjoy the game and want to win every game did you see him and Royale I mean on the I've seen them on Instagram just like playing football in Royale's garden yeah. <laughs> with like these nets that just like firing footballs at each other and just pissing around and to be fair yeah. that again that's what you want to see of your players particularly yeah. if they're far away from home far away from you know I'm sure they're close family are there but it's hard you know like coming from you know coming from wherever you know wherever they played before and stuff and like you know I just I just I really really enjoyed that I really enjoyed it yeah I know but what you're saying about he's not the, the most talented or I think he really is and I think in terms of you have a look at the runs he makes you have a look at the space yeah. he occupies and things like that I think he's situationally very very intelligent which is causing all sorts of problems in the same way we're appreciating Kuliseski for being positionally brilliant as well. Yeah, um, I think you're right. I don't think I articulated that as, as I intended. I, I feel like it, I meant to say he's not like the kind of uh, Paqueta or Anthony. He's not that, you know, he's not full of flair, but you're right. He, he yeah, does yeah, make up for it in other areas. He's, very, he's a talented player. I wanted to pick up on something you said, Chris, about, uh, or uh, Giles. I think we've got we are the team in London with the most hateable players. Because, you know, before, like, how many Arsenal players do you really just dislike and hate? You might hate Shaka a little bit, but the others are sort of inoffensive and some of them are quite nice. Like, you think you, you can't really hate Saka, for example. He's just just yeah. a nice, nice boy. Same with Chelsea. There's not many hateable players, especially now some of them are gone, you know? But we, if I was looking on the outside looking in, I would despise Romero. I would despise yeah. Richardson. You take Kane and Son just because of how how much they will score against your team, and so suddenly I love that. I love that we're the team that yeah. you, that causes you to be emotional before you even start a game. Um, I've just seen um, the Wolves. Can I just say about what you were just saying about Harry Kane on yeah. the way when we were walking back? Um, we actually walked back along the river, which was quite nice, through Hackney Wick back from West Ham, which was much Lovely. nicer than you know, not nicer than being in the stadium. And there were these two blokes behind us and he was like, slag- one of them was really slagging off Harry Kane. Huh? And the other one went, you cheer him on when he plays for England. No, I don't, slobbery cunt, or whatever he called him. <laughs> and uh, and uh, then he said, all right, so he scores a goal in the World Cup final. You're not going to cheer him on. And I just, <laughs> and he st- there was some silence. We're walking at this point. I'm giggling to myself. And he just went, fuck off (laughs) (laughs) checkmate but that's exactly it i see it's like people hate it you know people hate harry kane don't they god they hate harry kane yeah i do not miss leaving the berlin ground i remember that when i went to the last um i went to the last tottenham west Ham game at the berlin ground which we lost one nil and that that bit where you had to it was a short walk Oh, and they sent you down a little alleyway, didn't they? Down the, well, I was in the home end. I, I had to get through a mate, which was so I left early. But still, it, it's really they. I've been in the way end, and it is a horrendous short walk through houses and then through that alleyway, which yeah. it's famous for. And then you meet up with the home fans, and then you but you have to queue to get in the tube station. They make you queue a long way, and there's 
literally police with guns and dogs there but in the dark it's it's pretty intense like it it that's one of the scariest situations i've ever been in uh just because there's, there's just thousands of them everywhere um it's just i there weren't many bad performances i think um what's his face uh Sesson Young had a really good game i thought as well against his old club just did his job really well Lenglet looked good on his debut hugo yeah. Hugo, unbelievable performance from Hugo. Two mm. world-class saves on his 10th birthday for us. So He's the other one I'm worried about as well, like how we're going to replace him properly. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. We're, I mean, We've been blessed for 10 years, haven't we? Yeah. 10 years. I mean, you just have to go out and buy one of the best keepers in the world, don't you? You just have to do it. You, you don't have a choice because you have a look at Man United, De Gea. You have a look at Chelsea, Kepper, and what's-his-face. You know, Arsenal have been through them, but they seem to have settled on one now. You just have to do it because you can't not have one of the best keepers in the world in this league now. You can't. But the Kane is a problem because you have to re- replace Kane with two players. And that's the problem I think we got. Um, sh- why didn't we score more against Fulham? Just didn't go in. Didn't go in. Yeah. <laughs> I, haven't got, I haven't got any. I wish I had a better, more Post crossbar. Yeah. Just didn't go in. Few reasons. I mean, yeah. I- they, there's a couple of slips, weren't there? There's a couple of slips right in front of us, and I just thought Richie was going to get one. I thought uh, Cess was going to score. They just slipped. It was just one of those days, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, well, let's have a look because I I was look I looked at the stats like three quarters of the way through the game, and I haven't looked at them since. So let's have a look. While you're getting them up, it looks like Wolves might yeah. be signing Diego Costa because yeah, they keep signing. That. Oh no, he's my least favourite player. <laughs> your face, Chris. I hated, I hated him. So yeah, that's going to be interesting. We had twenty-three shots on goal, and ten of them were on target. Yeah, we should have scored. Like ten shots on target, and it's not like Leno had an okay game, but he wasn't like he didn't go like, oh wow, the the keeper had a worldie. So I don't know why we didn't score more, but we should have. Yeah, we should have done. And we, I mean, again, we won. I'm just glad that Mitrovic didn't bend another one in it towards the end because you just thought, oh, God, here we go. But VAR, I mean, on that note, actually, what just talking about the atmosphere at the game, VAR is really messing with the game, isn't it? Yeah. It's a problem. Well, it's been a bad weekend for VAR oh, as well, it's been though. terrible. You know, terrible. like... At West Ham. Oh. The Premier League are reviewing it officially now. They're reviewing yeah. it. Just they have to. They have to sort it out. And um, I wanted to say... We, let's talk quickly about West Ham. Should have should have won that, but deserve a draw in the end. I mean, you never know what's going to happen there, right? I mean, it's a London derby. It's where they're placed. They are up for it. I mean, is there any more to say about that? I think we barely deserve the draw, to be honest. I don't think we deserve to win it. I, 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 don't. I, don't, I don't. And I'm not a negative Spurs fan at all. I don't enjoy kicking the team when they're down. But actually, on balance... I mean, maybe draw just about was a fair result, but it, had we lost, I don't think there could have been too many complaints. We were out of sorts with a lot of that game. We didn't have a great game. Mm, no. And that's why I was worried about them. I was particularly worried about the midfield, and it's just made, that's what made me think about Ben Sankor. Although, you know, look, having, you know, we had 62, looking at the stats, like on paper, we had 62% possession. We had 12 shots to their 14, okay, and three shots on target to their four. So, mm. it's on that basis, it's probably a draw was probably about right, but we didn't look convincing. It was a little bit more worrying, I thought, that game. But do you know what I mean? It's like, it is their cup final. You know, like like Chelsea, who are also not doing brilliantly, they pull out all the stops against us. 
My favourite thing was when um, Zuma fell over. Everyone started singing, that's how your cat feels. Yeah. Cat felt, sorry. <laughs> Which I know, like, many teams have done before, but I still enjoyed it. Yeah, yeah, you can't not. Cool. That's, um, that's that lot. Right. We've got a couple of games coming up. We've got Marseille in the in the week on Wednesday, 8 o'clock. So this is the team full of ex-Arsenal players, basically. Now, they seem to is have it? rested. Who have they got? Oh, oh they've got... got no. San- they just signed Sanchez, Alexis Sanchez. Sanchez. They've got that. Gwendouzi um, as well. Gwendouzi, that's it. Um, um, who else they got? They've got a few. They've got five of them in there. Yeah, they've got... Uh, players... Yeah, so I mean, we went through this on the pods. They've got Payet as oh, right, well. Sorry. No, no, no. It's called they've got Payet in there, Gwendouzi. Um, so Payet uh, likes a goal against us as well, doesn't he? Yeah, Klasenach is there as well. Paul Lopez, I think, formerly of Mighty Tottenham Hotspur. So they've got a few of them and they've rested a lot of them and they won in the week. So uh, they're meant to be the worst worst team, but they're second in League A, 1-5, drawn one, you know goal difference at plus 10 so they, they will be dangerous it's not the, the team that we wanted to there's not going to be easy I mean it's, it's a terrible cliche but there aren't any easy games in the Champions League we know that no. we have a terrible record in the Champions League forget the final we were poor in the group stage and you have a look at yeah. what happened in the group stage before remember the Bayern Munich 8 too that was one of the worst days of my life you know we, we've got a poor record in the Champions League there's no way and to be honest it doesn't feel like we've we've been great in Europe like I used to go to a lot of Europa League games like a lot of Europa League games and there were very few where we were just dominant it there mm. were it just feels and I'm probably just only remembering the good stuff but it just feels like there were just so many where it was 1-0 or 2-0, but the two, the second goal will come in the 88th minute where it was really nervy. And now we're facing, you know, second best team in France at the moment. So it's going to be tricky. And there's going to be a lot of players out just to injure and just to kick people. So we've got to... And I thought Alexis Sanchez, I remember saying this on, on the pod when he was playing for Arsenal, so it was many years ago, was going to be the best player in the world. I just thought he would never be injured because he was so strong and he didn't have any weaknesses to his game. And then he went to Man United, which is basically a retirement home now. Um, I, did, did you see what, um, was it Casemiro said about the Champions League? We, we said, they said, uh, you know, how do you feel about Man United not being the Champions League? And he laughed and just said, well, I've got five. That's not yeah. the attitude. I want. Surely the press team should be saying, what you say in that situation is, we're going to get them there for next year. You know, it's not difficult, but just go in there saying, I don't need to be. And that was what Jesus had said, wasn't it? Because he had a choice. Apparently we were in for him and he just, he didn't feel like he would get a chance. So he went to Arsenal, he went down a step where he knew he'd get a chance. So, but he's the main man there, isn't he? Because there was no yes. one else. Whereas with us, he'd probably be third or fourth, wouldn't he? Would you have Richardson or Jesus? Richardson, Jesus. because he can cover on the flanks. I mean, Jesus is a good striker, but he's a num- he'd only cover the, the centre, wouldn't he? He'd cover Kane. You couldn't really put him out wide. And mm. after seeing him on Saturday in the flesh again, I mean, whew, yeah, I wouldn't swap him for many. No. The good thing about Wednesday, by the way, is, is that I mean, Kulisevsky obviously was rested, so he'll come in. Perisic will come in. Kane and Son both, you know, were they were taken off before the final whistle went, so they've got, you know, they've been rested slightly. So there's players to come in. Ben Davies might come in, although I think Longley deserves a shout for Saturday. So I actually, I, I accept it's going to be a tricky game on Wednesday, but we are blessed with the squad now, and I'm hoping that that shows. Yeah. I mean, go, then going away to City on Saturday at the late kickoff but is not great. Before we get to City, I yeah. just want to tell you the most important thing about Wednesday's game. Go on. It's my birthday. 
Hey. Oh, the, the big two one. Yeah, plus a few. <laughs> ASB, I've got to say. Where are you going, Chris? Well, this is the thing. It's also my sister's birthday. She's two years younger than me. Oh. Crazy coincidence. Ruined my second birthday party. Um, <laughs> and so we always have dinner on our birthday with our parents. And so I got a group with my sister and my mum and I said, look, Spurs are playing. We'll have an early dinner. We've got to be, like, we've got to be off by half six, right? Didn't say anything of it. And then I saw them yesterday. I dropped my nephew because I go with my nephew. Dropped my nephew back and I said to my sister, I'll see you about half four on Wednesday. Then we'll go out about five. She was like, who goes out to dinner at five? I was like, read your messages. <laughs> so I don't know what we're going to do now. But yes, I plan to go to the game. Just take it to Chick King. <laughs> is it still there? Yeah. Aren't they getting rid yeah. of it? Aren't they they shutting down Chick King? Isn't that right? Oh, the queues on Saturday. Wow. Oh, really? I've never been. Yeah. I used to go to um, the Greek Chippy that's about 500 metres before you used to get to White Hart Lane. Um, that was always my place. And then do you remember the, I don't know if you do it, the, when you walked up from Seven Sisters, the fire station that was on the left, they changed into a sort of relatively healthy council run chicken shop. That was good. That was really good. I miss those days. Marseille, OK, so any predictions for Marseille? I mean, who knows? Oh, I, I think we need to start. We, we've got to start with intent. It's got to be a three-pointer. Yeah, it's got I mean, to be last three time points. was Marseille at home. Three. Yeah, right. Yeah, we need to look to win all our home games, really. Yeah. yeah. Last time we lost to Inter, didn't we? That really annoying 2-1 loss. Do you remember that? Started um, so well, though. I remember, like, yeah. well, hey, we're on it. You know what I mean? And then just, yeah. Um, and then I, I just want us to be solid with no mistakes. That I'm more interested in the performance. Obviously, I'm interested in the result, but I'm more interested in just seeing us play with a bit of vigour and a bit of energy because that's the bit I feel that we're missing. You have a look at all these teams. There's a lot of big scores going out recently and all the big scores are coming from teams that chase teams down, like Newcastle chase teams down, Brentford chase teams down, Brighton chase teams down. We don't really do that. And I know that's the Conte ball thing, but I just like to see us dominate a little bit. And then City, I mean, it's worth saying, I think we, we're eight points up on where we were last year. Like, we've we've made incredible improvements. So we can't improve away at City because we beat them away last season in the best game of last season. Mm. But what should we be expecting, Giles? We've got a good um, record. Sorry, Giles, go no, on. No, no, no. No, I, I, no, I'll nick, I'll nick Chris's point then. We do have a great record against City and we have I think we've years, got a great we? record up there. <laughs> hang on jack's just message yeah jack's got a great record up there he's right jack makes a great point i think um you know sonny loves to score there so that'd be that'd be a great start for him wouldn't it to get his first goal i, d- I don't know i mean they've got a complete beast up front they're playing well um they'll probably be out for revenge i mean even if they're not out for revenge let's face it they're a they're a machine aren't they so i i don't expect us to leak goals at all i think we can stand up to them and i think we will whether we can pull out another victory out of the bag, I don't know. I think I'd take a draw, which doesn't, I don't mean that to sound defeatist, but I would away to City now. I don't think there's any shame in that. But who knows? I mean, Harry Kane's going to want to show Haaland what he's all about, just like he did last season. So who knows? I'm hopeful. I don't dread it. I don't dread any fixture anymore. It's a lovely feeling that I haven't had for so long since the Poch era, um, where you go in and just think, you know, if we, we've got a chance. So. Is that a vague enough answer? Yeah, I'm just checking the history just to check um, 
our actual record. So at their place in the Premier League, we've lost 37 and won 18. But weirdly, the flip... More recently? More recently. So at their place, obviously, we won uh, 3-2 last year. Then we lost 3-0, drew 2-2, lost 1-0, lost 4-1, drew 2-2. And then in 2015-16, we won 2-1. I cannot remember that game at all. Which year? Harry Kane penalty to go one nil up. Ian Acho scored, and then Ericsson scores in the 83rd minute to make it. Oh, listen to this team though: Larice, Walker, Rose, Alderweireld, Dyer, Vimmer, Dembele, Delhi, Ericsson, Son, Kane. I mean that that is dreamy. Apart from Vimmer, well, Vimmer is like a bit of an outlier, but I mean, Sonny <laughs> loved him. So Sonny loved him, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think isn't it? Um, haven't we taken more points against City than any other team in in? English football history or something like that. I'm sure they're one of those teams. Oh, God, I've just seen in the history, there's a 5-1 where they beat us 5-1 away. I remember being at that game. That was Lamella's debut, wasn't it? Let me have a look. Danny Rose got sent off. Uh, Lamella... His first start, I'm sure. Horrible day, that was. He didn't play, I'm sorry, mate. He Uh, didn't play? He must have come on then. Maybe he came on as a sub. Come on, rescue me, just lie. Holt, no, yeah. I mean, he was called Lewis Holtby, but he did come on. I'm going to have to look this up. Yeah, that was a that was a spanker. Anyway, so City. I mean, we just we just got to stop stop them, right? And hope we get that goal on the away. But they're a freak side, just billionaire funded, best striker in the world, like scary stuff. But I again, we'll probably play really, really, really well, and we'll it'll be a. a, a a mar- it'll be a marginal thing, I think. Well, let's face it, we find it easier to play against that style of football than we do against Chelsea. Yeah. We manage to draw against Chelsea. City will allow us to play. And, you know, on the day, it's going to come down to which of the incredibly talented group of players on both teams has the better day. I think it's as simple as that, yeah, really. Yeah. And like, we are in our best start in 20 years. Like, I think we're doing amazingly well. Like, I'm, I, It's really... Interesting how disappointed Spurs fans are considering how well we perform. Like if we went back to AVB years, we would have killed for this start. <laughs> yeah. The thing is, can I can I just say sorry? I I yeah. I, uh, I just want to clarify. My knowledge was wrong, but Lamella made his first start for Tottenham as we were beaten six 0 by City. Maybe yeah, that is the game I'm actually thinking about as well, mate. Because I remember being at that and just just being depressed. Yeah. Yeah. Can I? I mean, this is. I mean, this is probably an, un, an unanswerable question, but it's really hard to say. Like, are Spurs fans, in inverted commas, unhappy? Do you know what I mean? Because it's just like taking like people on Twitter who, it's you know, I, 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 it's like, but that seems somehow to be a mark, mm, and yeah. I don't understand it because. There are plenty of us. Although having said that, I say that, and then like there are like weird boos that ring out in the stadium, like that have rung out in this season, or sorry, last season. That you're like, what is that for? That you wouldn't have necessarily had before. So I guess there is something, but I guess it's just kind of like how we all operate now, right? Mm-hmm. Which is you, whether it's about instant gratification or about saying that every, you know. Yeah, Fergie, people are too, like, if it was now, Fergie would not have stayed at Old Trafford. No. True. 
true very short termism isn't it but yeah i think there is i think there is sadly a, a fair portion or proportion of spurs fans who are unhappy and i just don't get it i don't get it at all it's absurd yeah they obviously didn't live through the jerry francis years i still still remember them it's a lot of pain there's a lot of trauma in spurs uh the transfer window shut uh and i just think we should celebrate how it's not the levy game anymore it's the paratici game it you know and we are being a very mature club and there's a first 11 of players since since paratici joined and she got four stars obviously you're not gonna play hugo but longley romero emerson perisic spence benzaker basuma hill richardson kudachevsky not complaining about that wouldn't start all 11 of those but that's a you know that's that is an improvement in the squad he's doing exactly what he was there to do right Mm. And, that, and that's partly what's fueled a lot of the moaning that I've seen from Spurs fans that we didn't pull out a signing on transfer deadline day like that's a prerequisite to have a successful season when actually the opposite is tr- it should be true because we know how much Conte likes to work with players and we've seen the results of what happens when he's given time to work with players so the fact we signed early I'm to be honest that was good for my blood pressure and I liked it and I enjoy it and I think we should rejoice that we signed early and aren't they the same people that would be complaining if we, oh, no, not transfer deadline day signing? I mean, like, shouldn't we be better than this? They, you know, be saying yeah. the same thing. I do think, though, I think we have missed a trick in not have signing some kind of a creative midfielder because yeah. we do need it. Yeah, I, I, I like to believe as well. I might be giving them too much benefit of the doubt, but I like to believe that we were trying and there probably just wasn't a, the, the right deal in place. I can't imagine we weren't looking out for a deal. And I don't yeah. know. I think if we'd have signed someone wrote, if we'd have signed all these seven, eight players we signed in the last week of the window, everyone would be going giddy. Yeah. 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 yeah that's a, that's a good way of looking at it. Actually. You're right. The interesting one for me are the players who are expiring, uh, whose contracts are expiring in 2024. There's a fair few of them. But yeah, Lucas, I think. Yes, yeah, so we've got Kane. Where is Lucas? He was on the bench, wasn't he? I think. No, he's he just... wasn't. No, he's injured. He's injured, I think. Oh, is he? Yeah, playing football in Royale's Garden, probably. Those Brazilian barbecues they're having. They but no, he's, he's injured, sadly. They haven't invited him. <laughs> Bless him. He can go with my blessing when he chooses to go. I think he wants to go back to Brazil, doesn't he? He's, he's articulated that in the past, so... Yeah, there's there's lots of chat even today about him wanting to go, even wanting just to get out and go on a free, just just to get out and mm. like and maybe go out in 2023, rather finish a year early. Um, mm. so Kane, does Kane finish? That doesn't feel right. Uh, the website I'm looking at says 2024, but he signed six years, and he definitely didn't sign six years in 2018, did he? Could have done, couldn't he? Well, we need to sort that out. Uh, we need to sort that out because, you know, he can Bayern start chatting. Munich sniffing. Yeah, yeah. They can just agree a contract with him, can't they, next summer. Sanchez, again, need to sort that out because actually he's been very solid for us. Perisic, mm. we know. Hugo. Hugo's an interesting one because, you know, he's 35 now. He won't sign another contract. Yeah, no. go back to France. Dyer as well. Need to lock him down, really. He's 28, yeah. so he gets one move, but I don't know. He wouldn't go anywhere. I think Man United would have him, but they've just signed him a uh, centre-back, so I don't think they'd have him. Doherty, Winks. Good to see Winks going Sampdoria, my favourite 
non-Spurs home kit, just in general, you know, they always have a great home kit, best colours. Oh, it just made me really sad. Yeah, it's good luck to him. Yeah. But he, he tried to fight it out last season, didn't he? He stayed just, and it just didn't work. So I hope he get, I hope it, it transforms him, but it just feels like one who's just going to be on our books for a while and then goes either on a free or for a small amount of money to Everton or Sheffield United or somewhere like that. It was weird, though, that no English teams came in for him. Like, you mm. would have thought that, you know, like, Nottingham Forest have literally signed everybody else. <laughs> so why don't they want Harry Winks would have been my question. But anyway. Yeah. But even like, a, I mean, Palace are hoovering up young English talent or a Leeds or a, I'm surprised Everton hadn't had a sniff, but maybe they did. I don't know. I, I'm, I'm surprised at that as well, because he's done it. He's demonstrated he can do it in the Premier League. Yeah. But, um, yeah. International well. player, yeah, exactly, exactly that. Good solid player. And again, if we make a couple of mil, that's that's free revenue that we made that will fund the academy. So it's all it's all good stuff from Tottenham. Um, any other business? Can I just say I'm I'm not I'm not um. I've got Maldini Romero. Sorry. Yeah, before we get to that. Yeah, I'm not I'm not um I'm not devastated that Brian Hill's loan to Valencia fell through. Because I think there's a real player there, and actually I think he needs to be playing a bit of English football to get used to the the style of football. So League Cup, whatever, I want to see him play. Yeah, I'd like to see him play. We need to rotate as well. See, I saw Joe Roden scored last week. Apparently, he had a, a really poor first game, <laughs> and then he scored. So we've got some balance in the world. Scarlett scored twice yesterday, didn't he? I think first goal his, was really good. His first player of the match, I saw. Um... I don't know if it's a tweet or Instagram. There you go. Nothing yeah, to worry about with Kane. Yeah, yeah, he'll replace Kane, no problem. There you go. <laughs> I like your optimism, ASD. Imagine imagine we said, you know, 10 years ago, oh, yeah, that, that big lad with the shaved hair who's over at Millwall. He's going to be the best striker in the world. He's going to play for you. He's never going to leave. He's going to break uh, all sorts of records, every record in the world. Um, it's what I was having a look at what the actual Division One uh, records were for scoring because we always bang on about Shearer's records, but um, top, oh, it's it's a lot of goals. It's like I think it's something like three hundred and forty-eight goals is the record in the division, the top division English football. Uh, anyway, so it, while we bang on about the Premier League, yeah, Jimmy Greaves is is number one with 357 goals uh, as an all-time top scorer. And I don't think Kane's going to beat that. Now, obviously, there's a lot of things going on there, that, a lot of factors, but um, I don't think we'll we'll see anyone beat that for a while. It, they did play more games, though, in those days, didn't they? Yeah. I mean, even if we then gave Kane an extra couple of seasons, we'll... Um... Yeah, it's not happening. So... Give Haaland a few weeks, though. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How old is he? He's young as well, isn't he? 21. Definitely better than his old man as well. Yeah, he's going to be around the world, isn't he? Just just banging in goals. Right then, Maldini or Romero. We've missed it for a few weeks. We've been waiting for you, Chris. So here he goes. I've only ever lost two of these. Here we go. There isn't really a theme. I sort of started with a theme. And then it kind of just went away. Uh, and then I stuck the, this one in the middle. And then I thought, no, I'm going to start with this one because it's my favourite one. It's topical for the week. Starting with you, ASD. Diddy Haman or Richarlison? 
Uh, How much did you love that tweet? I really, really loved it. Uh, I'm going Richarlison. I just, I love him. Yeah, I'm going Pigeon Man as well. You are both correct. One Where's the Pigeon thing come from? I can't remember why. I don't know why it started. What it's it just... was, the day he was signed, a pigeon landed on the pitch or something. Something happened with like a pigeon and there was just like this whole pigeon thing and then just this pigeon mm. thing started. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Giles, Tony Parks or Ian Walker? Oof. Well, just because I liked Ian Walker's hair when I was growing up, I'm going to give it to Walker. Yeah, knowing I'm going to give it to Ian Walker because it, it was my first Spurs kit was that bright green pony <laughs> shield in the middle. Uh, when goalkeeper kits used to have padding on the elbows and the kit itself was padded, so I'm going with that. Got nicked off my line as well, but... If any if any keeper sums up the word pony though, sadly it was, wasn't it? I loved him though. And you're both wrong. Despite the hair, <laughs> despite the hair, I was also a fan of the hair. Tony Parks um, gave me my first ever like really really special Spurs memory, and I know I'm older than you, so I remember it in the 1984 UEFA Cup final. I was allowed to stay up, and I wow. ran around the living room celebrating with him when he saved that penalty. So nice. Joey, he was um he was the goalkeeper coach for one of the Shanghai teams when they won their first league title ever in 2018. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. That's it. Uh see, Timoteo Tuba or Reto Ziegler? Oof. Reto Ziegler. Not for any reason, I just oh, Reto Ziegler. I've got, to, I've got to agree, sadly. Sorry, this isn't very competitive, but I didn't... Yeah, too, but I don't know, something something bothered me about him. Again, you're both wrong. Yeah. Uh, being in, uh, at White Hart Lane, watching a two because I was on the old shelf, and so at left back, he was there. And honestly, there was just something... Because in that team as well, there was just something hilarious <laughs> about him sort of trying to dribble the ball inside so moving towards the goal with the ball he didn't have much control he was very slow as someone next to me said he's got the turning circle of a milk float and then there he was um trying to turn the ball inside and and but there was something also glorious about it so and he scored that absolute banger against Newcastle if you remember so again very fond Timoteo Tuba right uh whose turn is it me, I think. Yeah, Alan Hutton or Gary Doherty? It's got to be Alan Hutton because I remember vividly believing we had two Gareth Bales for a moment. <laughs> I I can't go Alan Hutton because because he, he punched his dad outside the nightclub, but I'm sure his dad deserved it. It was a chip uh, shop. I was they it. were getting I... chips after the nightclub. <laughs> And there was times when I thought in that Champions League run that I thought he was it, and he, he really wasn't it. Uh, so I'd go the other one. Gary, Gary Doherty. And I am also going Gary Doherty, oh. um, only because I remember going to watch Spurs against Leighton Orient at Leighton Orient in an FA Cup game, and it was terrible. <laughs> and literally, the ball went in off Gary Doherty's knee or shin or something, <laughs> and at least the game was over. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, Gary Doherty for that. Doherty. Wow. Um, ASD, Didier Zakora or Sean Davis? Uh, 
Zakora did that kicking racism out of football, which might play to your moral sensibilities, but he didn't do that for us. So I'm hoping that wasn't taken into consideration. Uh, and Simon Davis plays to my Welsh thing. Sean, and I was, Sean, no, Davis. Sean, Sean. Sean Davis. I thought you said Simon. No, I said um, Sean. I'll go you Zucora heard then. Simon because Shorter you love hair. him. Yeah. Yeah, I'll go Zakora then. I, I, do you know what? I loved Zakora. I, I was, I, yeah, rated Zakora. So I have to go with him. Correct. You're both correct. Uh, Giles, Mr. Saeed or Andy Sinton? <laughs> Sinton, Sinton, easy for me. I'm going Sinton because he signed that, the famous mouse man. He had a gem of a left peg. Famous mouse man. You're both wrong because I was today no. reminded of Mr. Saeed's first 20 minutes for us, which were glorious. And uh, that made me think about him. Uh, Mate, I think I'm one nil ahead, aren't I? Still, or I'm one ahead. Well, it's three two. Yeah. Eliza Razu or Jose Jose Antonio Camacho. I then went international fullback. Yeah, really <laughs> I think I spotted the moment the theme fell apart. <laughs> <laughs> Tried really hard, and then I just gave up. Eliza uh, Razu. Camacho, come on, this level. Uh, Giles. It's Lizarazu. Oh. Giles, Mason Mount or Declan Rice? Oh, no. Oh, I know. Do you know what? I um, oh. I think it's quite easy. I don't like either of them at all. Really? I, like, I think, yeah. I remember Mount at Derby. I remember talking to a mate when he went to Derby, just thinking this kid is going to be special. And I do think he's a brilliant footballer. I think he's annoyingly good Declan Rice I think is overrated albeit he's still a decent footballer oh Jesus that's hard well but just because I hate Chelsea more than any other club and I throw the goons into that sentence I'm going to say Declan Rice I'm going Mount Rice is just being a shit mountain yeah Charles is right yes I don't like Mason Mount AFC yeah and this one is for Gareth Southgate Harry Maguire or Eric Dyer? Eric Dyer. <laughs> <laughs> and if you punch him, oh, <laughs> what's happened? <laughs> what's happened? Eric Dyer. Eric Dyer. Correct. Yeah. Giles, Jamie Carragher or Tyrone Mings? Oh God, that's an interesting one. Well, I don't, I don't, I've never seen Tyrone Mings spit out of a window of a moving car, so I'm going to go Mings. Yeah, I mean, yeah, Carragher was, we, yeah, Mings. You're both right, if only for his um, tweets at Pretty Patel. If you haven't seen them, oh, look them up. No, I'm not. I will, I will. Uh, ASD, Andros Townsend or Harry Winks? Now, I know you love Townsend's dad, and I know that this sort of stuff make, is important to you. But he used to <laughs> wind me up. So judgmental. You know how much I hate a player with zero end product. Like, it, the Troy raised Jos, we've had enough arguments about this. I, 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 Winks, his only end product with nothing else, really. He's just a pass in him, but it has to be Winks. No, it's got to be Townsend. I, he was there, wasn't he, for the opening? Uh, I managed to get tickets to see the first game at the new stadium, the Palace game, and he was there, wasn't he, as a Spurs fan, I believe. So I'm Townsend all the way. Exactly. And I'm, I, I, um, Giles is completely right. And it's now actually 7-6 with two to go. Who? Um, to Giles. You sure? Yeah, I've been. I've been. Fine, yeah. fine. Because he got he got Declan Rice as well, didn't he? Oh yeah, I'm claiming oh, a leveler. victory. 
Yeah. Yeah. Now you've gone one ahead. Yeah. And look, so yes, of course, I love Andros's dad. Troy is an absolute legend and a good friend of mine. However, he even is. before he I is. knew Troy, right, there's something like you know there aren't many players of, with any separate heritage in the in yeah. the Premier League. So big tick. Um, and you know, like he talks about making souvla, which is a separate barbecue, and so like that's enough to get him to beat anyone. Frankly, really useful to have on the pitch, then, isn't he? Yeah. I wish VAR gave gave decent rationale like this after their decision. I have to say, ASP, this is you, you made up these rules. I did, I did. So I'm you hoisted. know, hoisted by your own petard, frankly. Um, Giles, David Batty or Nicky Butt? We've oh. probably had this one before. Have we? I don't think I've heard this one. Oh, both nasty. Nice. I thought I no. thought it'd be quite obvious. Well, no, I don't know what's obvious anymore, but I, in my head it's quite obvious. <laughs> is it? I can. I don't know why, but I imagine the answer is Batty. But I'm gonna have to go Butt. I'm going Batty. Both nasty little things. Yeah, I was gonna go Butt, but for the game mm. I have to go. Go on, Nicky Butt. Batty. Although if you the if you go the same, you could equalise. But what are you gonna do? Wait, what? No, because he's one ahead of me. He's one ahead of you, yeah. Yeah, so I have to go the opposite one just to because I can't equalise because unless you're right and he's wrong. Yeah, yeah. So I, I have to go the other one. All right, okay. All right. You want Nicky Butt? I'm Nicky Butt. Giles is Nicky Butt. Yeah, I'm going yeah. Batty. Yeah. You go Batty. Well, Giles is right. I tried ASD. I tried. She did yeah. try. So now Giles has won. You can't win. Oh, no, actually, there's two more, isn't there? Because I forgot the last one. Um, so penultimate one, uh, Serena Viegman or Alf Ramsey? I've not heard of the first one. Are you serious? Who is it? It's the manager of... Look, um... series, like, series, like, woken up. Because I said series. <laughs> so you don't know who Serena Viegman is? Serena Viegman. Serena Viegman. No, I've never heard of that person. Uh, she's the uh, Dutch woman who's just led the Lionesses to European victory. I'd know her by sight. Okay. I'd know her by sight. Yeah, um, Serena Alf Ramsey. Uh, was, I'm going Alf Ramsey. Child? I'm not. I'm not. I'm, yeah. I've, got to, I've got to do this one for the Lionesses. Who are you going? Can you, name, can you name her, please, Charles? Can you name her? Serena Viegman. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I think for a team that has only you know the women's the Lionesses have only been those players have only been professional in the last six or seven years and to go and win the European Championship um, with such panache Mm. I think she deserves that but I'm sure we'll get plenty of pelters for that and finally Maldini or Romero Giles Romero, I love him. I love Cutie. Maldini. And ASD, you are correct. So Giles has won 10... Oh, sorry. ASD, you are incorrect again. So Giles has won 10... You've changed. I'm sure you... Oh. That was a drop. No, you haven't changed because you haven't done a Romero one. Okay. Yeah. Okay. It was Uh, Maldini or Rodon, and I'd always put Maldini, absolutely. To be fair... um, I am only winding you up because I do. Uh, my Maldini is one of my favourite ever players. But whichever way you cut it, you've lost. <laughs> <laughs> this is the sort of impartial refereeing we expect. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I know you already said any other business, but of course, 
big game in the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium on Saturday, 12.30 kickoff. Spurs women against Manchester United women. Um, it's going to be a re- it'll be an interesting uh, setup because obviously there are it's the opening game of the WSL season. You know there are no other games on Saturday. That's the one. It's on you know televised. Three lionesses playing, so there's going to be a big feature on them. Obviously not playing for us. Mm. So uh, and our our um our our oh God I've lost my words. But we haven't got a great record against Manchester United either. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see how we get on. We made a lot of new signings. So again, about how they get integrated to the team, what our first eleven looks like, etc. So I'm really looking forward to that. I think it. Cause I, I went to the, the same game like the last year. I think it was one-one, and we just signed that Welsh woman, haven't we? And I can't yeah, and Harad, and Harad, and Harad. I want to say Davis, but I feel like that's like unfair to just call her Davis. But no, it's a Welsh surname as well. I can't remember who it is. I had James, or yeah, in Welsh, Hans. They call her Haz. Oh, that's nice. All the tweets refer to her as Haz. Oh, that's cool. I guess that's people can't get their heads around Anne Harad. Yeah. Are either of you going to that? No, kids' party. It's all my life is kids' parties. It's um, <laughs> it's awful. Can I give a quick shout out to um, Chesham United yep. again? Chesham United ladies, but they call themselves that, Chris, before. Uh, yeah, no, I know. Uh, I, look, I looked them up. They, I looked them up when you mentioned them. Yeah, I thought I'd just check. <laughs> oh, look at and that. Then I thought, oh, well, that's not, that's not Giles' fault. Although you could, no. you know, encourage them to. How, uh, how do you know I haven't, Chris? I, I mean, I'm, I'm sure maybe you have. I haven't. Like you, haven't I haven't. Good, you haven't done a good enough job. <laughs> no, you're right. Yeah. I haven't. You're right. You're right. But they, they won 4-0 today. It was wonderful. It was a oh, brilliant. belter of a game. And they are, I mean, they've only played two games this season. And they've got two games in hands of Norwich City, who are seven points ahead in first. So, Where are they in the pyramid? What step are they in? Do you know? Uh, it's Division 1, South East. Uh, I don't know how many steps down that is, but they've got decent. They've got AFC Wimbledon, QPR, Cambridge United, Norwich City. Division One South. So that's is South that East? Yeah. It, could it be the London and South East Regional Premier Division? Yeah, it could be. That's Tier Five. That's that yeah, is that's five, a decent yeah. standard actually. Or that it's not the FA Women's National League Division One South East. Maybe it is that. That's no, it is. It is. Yeah. yeah. It is FA. Yeah. That's decent quality. That's decent quality foot football. It was, yeah. but it certainly was. Certainly was today. Good stuff. Well, Chris Giles, thank you. Uh, thank you very much. I mean, Giles, you're going to be back next Sunday. Can you do a Romero, a Romero Maldini? Yes, if I, yeah, yeah, I will. I will do my best. Excellent stuff. And if you could text yeah. me the answers, I'm. I've lost three in a row. I think, which I'm. <laughs> I, I cannot tell you how much I hate losing. That's why I make up the rules. I still lose at my own game. <laughs> but uh, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. It was a good time to be alive as a Spurs fan. We may be talking about something else. Maybe slightly different feeling next Sunday, but even so, we'll still be our best start in 20 years. So it's it's been pretty good. So thank you. Thank you for your time. Thank you for listening. And um, don't forget, whatever happens, the future's bright. The future's lily white. Come on, you Spurs. I always thought there was very, very many people interested in football, and I always thought that football was a very important game, but I never realized until today just how important it is. 
Whether the Wonder Boys of White Hart Lane are or are not the team of the century can't possibly be more than a matter of opinion. Well, they're the finest team in Great Britain and one of the best in the world. We are about the glory of the game. We are about playing with style. We are Tottenham Hotspur. The curve of the ball, the billow of the net, the beating of the trap and the picking of the lock, the swiftness of thought, the lightness of touch. We are Ginola, Greaves, Klinsman. We are the collective gasp, the intake of breath, the flick, the trick, the 30-yard free kick. We are Hoddle, Mabbott and King. We are the lob, the chip, the dummy and the volley. We are the hat trick, the scissor kick. We are Bill Nick. That is schoolboy's own stuff. We are the outside of the boot, the inside of the net, and those seconds that last forever. Van der Vaart to level it up. Raphael van der Vaart, 2-2! It's quite a game, isn't it always? We are Jennings, Defoe and Perryman. Glory past, glory future. What was, what is, what's next? We are Blanchflower, Ardelis and Bale. We are about winning with a flourish. We are about winning with style. We are about the glory of the game. Daring to try, daring to risk, daring to dream. To dare is to do.